add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Leia Healthcare It's good to live Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry Welcome to the Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare with me, Carl Henry. Folks, this week it's volume three of the most popular fitness questions that everyone wants to know. So, as ever, we have five questions to look at today. These are questions that I get asked all the time on Instagram, on Twitter, when I'm at weddings, when I'm at parties, when you're the trainer, people ask you all these questions. And it's lovely to have a platform like this that we can talk about. I know when we've done it as a podcast episode, it's been uh, both the last two have been one of the most popular episodes we've done with over 22 and 23,000 people uh, listening into the podcast. So thank you so much for listening. It's apt, it's amazing and it's brilliant to see so many people listening in. Do keep your questions coming. It's realhealth at independent.ie or hashtag realhealthpodcast on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Okay, enough of me talking. Let's get cracking. So question number one. Are supplements really necessary for health? Do I need them? What do I need? And what should I be buying? Now, okay, this one is very topical. Um, supplements have never been more popular, I think, uh, in terms of social media. You're seeing all the fitness influencers pushing them, pushing different brands, different products. The reality is they're probably using a lot more than what they're showing you because uh, they're not real. Um, are they necessary? In my opinion, no, unless you're advised to take a supplement by your GP, by a dietitian, um, by a consultant, or someone who is actually qualified to prescribe that um, product, no, I don't think they are. I think you should eat your nutrients and eat your food first. If then there is a deficiency, that is different. Then a supplement is absolutely necessary. But generally, start by eating your food. So, for example, protein shakes, very trendy, very popular. Um... They're laced and laden with sugar and additives and preservatives and things that make that tub exactly the way it is. A chicken breast, a handful of nuts, seeds, eggs, meat, uh, fish, amazing sources of protein and they're real sources of protein. So eat your protein first as opposed to drinking it. That's really, really important. There's less sugar, it's more natural and it's much better for the body as well. So don't be afraid to eat it. In terms of the other common supplements out there, there are loads. There are generally a lot of them are high in caffeine for the pre-exercise uh, supplements and pre-event. They're very high in caffeine. Sometimes I take one myself uh, if I've had a particularly busy day or a particularly busy week and I'm really, really tired and I don't want to train. Well, a pre-exercise boost will, will give you the caffeine kick to start exercising and to get going. So that's what they do. They, um, they can be handy. Uh, and again, a cup of coffee. I don't drink coffee myself. I love the smell of it, but I don't drink it. A cup of coffee will do the very same thing. Tea is what I'll generally use myself sometimes as well. Um, if I haven't got a supplement with me or if I don't take it, um, I'll use a, a cup of tea with a little bit of sugar. And it's pretty much the same thing as the supplement. Um, so that's what the caffeine one does. Um, there's lots of others. There's fish oils. There's, there's multivitamins. Um, there are oh, sachets and loads of different things. Again, I, 
if you're feeling run down, if you're feeling tired and a pharmacist prescribes it, fantastic. Don't just go in off the shelf and buy it because you've seen it with some uh, fitness influencer or you've seen it online or you've seen an ad for it or you've heard about it. Because a lot of the time you urinate a huge amount of the nutrients in those um, tablets and in those sachets out of the body. If you have a look at your, your, your urine after you've taken one, you'll see the color is very, very different. It'll be bright orange, bright red, sometimes pink, uh, depending on the supplement, and you're urinating a huge amount of it out. So again, when it comes to multivitamins, take advice from the experts, the, your pharmacist, your GP, what brands would they recommend, and then go with that. Don't just buy it um, for the because you've seen it advertised somewhere. You know, I suppose from the listening to the podcast, you'll get that. You know, seek advice, seek expertise as much as you possibly can. And when it comes to supplements, it is no different. So the question, are supplements really necessary? They are in specific uh, circumstances. For example, we just finished the race around Ireland a couple of weeks back, uh, 2,200 kilometers over four days, non-stop cycling in a team of initially four, then three, then two. And we'll do a podcast on that at some stage. Um, but we had loads of supplements. We had a dietitian with us, Catherine uh, Stewart from uh, from Belfast, amazing dietitian, uh, Edible Evidence on Instagram. And she had certain supplements for us to take. Again, they were caffeine-driven or they were vitamins or minerals, wherever that was required, she prescribed it. That was a specific circumstance. A marathon runner, Ironman triathlete. Do they need um, supplements? A lot of the time they do because their bodies are under such stress and duress from all of the training, uh, they need the supplementation. But again, they're advised by a dietitian or a GP. So, are they necessary? No. Eat them first. If after that you need them and they're prescribed and advised, then certainly do take them. Second question, one of my all-time favorites, uh, is muscle actually heavier than fat? Okay, okay, hold on there now. Okay. A pound of apples and a pound of oranges. They both weigh the same, but they're different things. Muscle and fat, a pound of muscle and a pound of fat, guess what? They both weigh the same as well. No matter what anyone tries to tell you, a pound is a pound. I'm sorry, there's no other way to say it. Pound of muscle, pound of fat, it is the same thing in terms of actual weight. The difference is the size, the volume is totally different. So if you are listening in in a, in a, in a private space, <laughs> um, make a fist with your right hand. Okay, that's a, that, that's a pound of muscle. Now take your left hand and open your left hand up. That's a pound of fat. They both weigh the exact same, but to your eye line, the fat takes up nearly twice the amount. And it's not quite twice in actual terms, but this is a really good visualization for it. Muscle and fat, same weight, different volume. Muscle is more compact, it's tighter, and it takes up less space on the body. But yet, they weigh the same. And you read it and hear it. Someone said it to me last week that we, we were after the, the race. Oh, you've gained loads of muscle and that's heavier than fat. No, it's not. It's the same. Um, and it's a really important one to clear up. They weigh the same. But they're totally different in terms of space they put they they take up on the body. For example, if I stood beside one of the Leinster rugby team, for example, and might weigh the exact same as me, they would have a body fat of probably five percent less than what mine is now. We might weigh the same, but visually in front of your eye line, I will take up more space than they will. Yet we weigh the same, and that's the difference between muscle and fat. Weigh the same, volume is totally different. It's kind of important though, because as you get older, naturally your body wants to lose muscle and gain fat. That is the middle age spread. I'm 36 years of age now. I'm starting to realize that the body reacts differently now. It wants to lose muscle tissue and it wants to gain body fat. When your metabolic rate slows down and this happens more. So measuring your muscle and fats are actually really, really important. How do you measure it? 
Well, the old school was the calipers. You all know those. Everyone kind of scree- screams at even the thought of it. Uh, you can get a scales uh, that will measure it. Uh, we use a Tanita body composition analyzer in our gym. It's about three grand's worth of kit. It's amazing. It's the best thing ever. Um, quite sad when you're getting excited by weighing scales, but however. Um, the home version, we have found the Nokia one to be quite good. It used to be a brand called Wii Things. I think Nokia bought them out. It's on the Apple Store. It's about 100 euro or on Amazon. Um, that's actually been quite accurate in muscle and fat readings. It's not fully, but it's close enough, certainly for the value. It's 100 euro versus three grand. Um, and it gives you muscle and body fat readings. And that's really, really important because what you want when you're losing weight is you want to lose fat. And you want to maintain that muscle tissue as much as you possibly can. Sometimes you'll want to grow it, depending on what your goals are, depending on who's training you, what kind of training you're doing. But keeping that lean tissue is crucial to defy the aging process and to defy health as you get older, to keep you healthier. You need that lean tissue. It's good for strength. It's good for the body. It burns more calories just to keep it there than... Um, than fat does. So the more muscle you have on your body, you'll burn more calories than someone at the same weight who's burning less muscle because they've got or burning less calories because they have more fat on their body. So muscle and fat, it is a lovely question to get to answer. It comes in all the time. Uh, and now you know they weigh the exact same. We do this with corporates all around the country all the time and we ask the room which is heavier, pound of muscle or pound of fat? And 99.9% of the time, I would say 80% of the room have their hands up for muscle. Yet, put it up on the the spreadsheet, put it up on the page, pound is a pound is a pound. But the volume, remember, is different. Okay, how are we getting on so far? Remember, you can always email us in. It's realhealth at independent.ie. You're listening to the Real Health Podcast with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Now, question number three, which is better, cardio or weights training? Hmm. There's no one training which is better than another. That's not, and that's not me getting out of the question, um, but there isn't. The key thing is, in terms of which is the best one, is the one that you will do for the long term. And I've always said that that's really important, whether it is yoga, uh, Pilates, mountain biking, Tai Chi, weightlifting, powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting. Um, it doesn't really matter. Once you enjoy it, it's, it, it's a long-term habit. And that's what we're trying to do. The key thing for health and I've always said it, whether it's in uh, on this podcast, on my, my, my newspaper column, or with clients, or in my books, or on TV, you've got to enjoy it. If you can find something that's fun, oh man, you're half the way there to being healthier for life. So there's no one which is better. Cardiovascular is fantastic. It's anything that gets your heart rate going. So again, cycling, running, uh, surfing, uh, fast walking, hill walking tennis uh, you name it it's you know what run up and down the stairs jump on the spot 20 20 times that's cardiovascular exercise it's great for your heart it's great for your endorphins it's great for your lung function uh it's great for so many things it's really good one of the beauty the beauty of it is it's simple it's really easy to do because it's very cheap it doesn't cost a whole lot of money generally free and you can do it anywhere which is great if walking and running are your thing uh, and that's your version of cardio, make sure that you get your gait analysis checked when it comes to your feet and your runners. Very important. Most sports stores will do it now for free. Um, Amphibian King were the first to do it. And Bray, they've won in Galway now, I think, too. But all the main sports stores are, are following in their footsteps, and they're doing it now. So what that is, is they get you to walk on a treadmill or walk on a track. They'll film you walking. And if you think you walk a certain way, trust me, when you see a play back, you, will, you, you walk totally, totally different. What they'll do is they'll put you into a, a runner which suits your foot type, whether you pronate 
or supinate, you walk on one side of your foot or the other, they will put you into a runner which will suit that foot type. And it means you're really safe in terms of your joints, in terms of your knees, in terms of your ankles, and it just it's a really good way of protection in terms of body and in terms of joints. So in terms of cardiovascular, just get that done if it's walking or running. So that's what it does. It's great for the body, great for the lungs, heart, mind, endorphins. Um, it'll burn lots of calories. Of course it will, like any form of exercise, if it's done properly. So if you're working hard enough at it, you'll burn the calories. If not, you'll burn very little. And again, regular listeners to the podcast will know it's your talk test, it's your intensity, which what is what delivers the results in terms of the exercise. So you got to work hard enough. Um, for cardiovascular, you can use timed, you can do laps, you can... Do a mile test. How long does a 10K run take you or a 5K run if you're doing park run? Brilliant. You can track it every single weekend. Um, but just track lots of stuff about it and it keeps you it keeps you working hard, which is brilliant. In terms of weights, uh, weight is amazing. It offsets every component of the aging process. It helps the body to be stronger and leaner and stronger stronger scares a lot of people, particularly women. They think they're going to turn into kind of CrossFit athletes, big kind of burly people. Mm, stronger is fantastic. As one of the big things with age as you get older is that you become weaker. So f- trips, falls, uh, lifting stuff becomes much harder and they cause other issues. So lifting weights or a weight in some way, shape or form will improve your strength. Um, the big question I always ask my clients is how strong do you want to be? If you want to be a Olympic deadlifter, I'm not the trainer for you because I don't have an interest in that area of training. I want you to be stronger for life, stronger for health, stronger to improve your body and improve your metabolic chain profile. And that's what I love to do as a trainer. That's my that's my, my, my niche, if you like, and my passion. So strength is relative, and it's about how strong you want to be. It will increase your lean muscle tissue on your body. We talked about that earlier on. It'll improve that. It'll improve your joints. It'll improve your your mood, the endorphin kick, like you know, yet most people, when I survey them at corporate events and at the the um, at the live podcast, the podcast festival, we're going to be doing this as well. Seeing how many people actually do weight training, it generally is in around ten to fifteen percent of any group that I talk to. People are afraid of it. Uh, why? Because it's kind of scary sometimes. It's not just a walk. It's not just a run. It's doing something like a squat. If you're listening to the podcast now, please stand up. Very simple. Stand up out of your chair. All I want you to do is tap your bum off the chair. So sit down towards the chair, tap your bum, and stand right back up. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a squat. Very simple. It's resistance exercise. It's weight-bearing exercise. You've now done it. Give me 15 reps of that, three sets. Fantastic. You can add in a tricep dip for the backs of the arms. The ladies will love that one. Add in a plank, uh, a sit-up. They're all free forms of weight-bearing exercise, which is what weights is. Or you can join a gym, or you can go to a trainer, or you can have a look on YouTube, have a look on the Operation Transformation website, for example. We built, I put a lot of work into building that. There are weight-bearing exercise routines there that are free as well. The key thing is, if you are going to a gym or if you're going to a trainer, make sure that trainer or gym or class align with what you want to do. If you want to be stronger for life, fantastic. Make sure that's what they do. If you want to, to lift 100 kilos over your head, make sure that's what they do. It's really, really important because the style of training will be specific for that uh, outcome and for that goal. Which is better, cardio or weights? That's a they're they're both equally brilliant. Ideally, you should be covering some cardiovascular work, some resistance work, and some flexibility work over the course of your week in terms of your training. Um, get a little bit of everything in, and don't forget your flexibility. Most people do. Men in particular are bad at it. Uh, yoga, Pilates. Tai Chi, even a little bit of meditation or even just a little bit of stretching. 
in the morning or in the evening. That's flexibility work. And it's crucial as you get older because as you get older, your body gets stiffer and tighter. And especially if you have um, back problems, you're generally, you've got very, very poor flexibility in terms of your hamstrings at the very back of your leg. How do you want to test that out? Pretty simple. Place, uh, you're standing up place one foot over the other uh, so your right leg over your left and very simple keeping your legs nice and straight bring your hands down towards the floor and let's see where you get you should be able to get well to the cent- at least halfway down your shin bone a lot of people can't so that's a simple check it's a very basic one but it'll help uh, if you're a lot tighter than that you have some work to do folks it's super important and often neglected so remember Neither one is, is, is the ideal. Do a little bit of everything. Cardiovascular, flexibility, and resistance or strength training. So remember, we're three questions in to our top, volume three of our top fitness questions. Remember, you can always email us your question at realhealth at independent.ie. Do send it in to us. Let us know, and we'll put it into the question bank for when we do these questions episodes, or I'll try and answer it over the course of the, some of the podcasts as well. Okay, question number four. Am I ever too old to exercise? Oh, I love this question. I love it. I love it. No, is the answer. You're never too old to start exercising. You're never too unfit to start exercising. You're never too young to start exercising. Exercise is something that can improve any element of age, any element of no matter what stage of life you're at, whether you're, okay, let's say with the old one, if you're 60, 60 is not old, by the way, apologies, 70, 80, 90, our oldest gym member in the gym is 82 years of age. She's amazing. She comes in every morning, does her squats and her bench press and her bicep curls and her press-ups and then a few other things and chats a little bit and then goes home and she's fabulous. No, like, no, no. Don't give in to any component of life or any person or, or that makes you think you're too old to do something. You are never too old to start, try, or uh, to do some exercise. Key things you're looking out for with age, obviously, is not doing too much too soon. If you do, you'd be very, very sore. That's not good. And you risk injury. You improve the or increase the injury profile, which is never good. So you start slow. You build it up gradually over the course of a couple of weeks. Uh, as you get fitter, as you get stronger, the session becomes harder, no matter what you're doing. Remember, we chatted about it earlier on, about as you get older, you lose muscle tissue. And that is a key aging component that we really have to try and reverse. Osteoporosis, arthritis. Uh, all of these things can be improved with exercise and with weight-bearing exercise generally. If you have any concerns, obviously talk to your GP. That's important. But, you know, generally you can improve them. So you're never... T- oh, no. I, I love people coming into the gym who are that little bit older and they're just afraid of... They've never been in the gym before. What can I do? What can't I do? And within two sessions, they realize what they can... You can do anything. Anything. The guy who... Bill Cunningham getting into story mode now, my apologies, but I'm going to continue with this story because it's a nice one. Uh, Bill Cunningham, who I trained with, my dad trained with him uh, in the States. I trained with him as well. He has um, an academy, the American Academy of Body Sculpting. It's how I'm trained. It's what I'm trained in as well as my degree and my other diplomas. Um, he is now, let me think, last time he was in Ireland, in Dublin Airport, I'll set the scene. I went to I go to meet him. He walks out of the arrivals desk in the tightest blue lycra top you can imagine like it's beyond tight it's almost painted onto him this man is in his late 70s <laughs> i can see it now and he comes out and like his biceps are popping out of his arms and he's got the, he's got you know really he's got great shape and structure and tone he's the body of probably a 20 year old he looks amazing uh and i was chatting to him not that long ago and he's con- he's now competing in the over 80s olympics 
and he said he's trying to set an, he wants to set a new world record for the hundred meter sprint for the over eighties Olympics. And like this guy, he's the epitome of just health and persistence and determination and motivation. Nothing stops him that he, he just he loves trying stuff. The day you stop is the day you get older. Simple. So keep working towards it, no matter what it is. It could be a walk, it could be a hike, it could be anything whatsoever. But set as ever, listen to the podcast. We'll talk you through it. Set the targets. Work towards it and just never, ever feel that you're too old to exercise. There's always an exercise to suit any age group on any fitness level. And even with any injuries. Aquarobics, for example, is amazing. Great resistance exercise. So, uh, no, the answer is you're never too old to exercise. Okay, so fifth and final uh, question for this episode. Do I really need a GPS watch to start running? All my friends have them. It's expensive, and I don't think I can afford it, but should I get one? Okay, so, when we started this podcast, uh, we had Alex Meehan and Jess Kelly come in to chat to us about tech, um, and what is actually good, better, and different to what, what we actually need. First of all, you don't need it. It's not. Is it, a, is it a necessity to being a better runner, or a good runner, or to start running? Mm, I'm not so sure. First of all, you should run because you love it. That's the first thing. A clock or a stopwatch from start to finish will suffice perfectly. GPS watch, but what it does is, it, it, it's like a Garmin in your car. It's like a sat-nav, uh, kind of. And it gives you stats, so it'll give you your, your pace, uh, your speed, your distance, your time. It'll sync with your phone. I have one on my bike that syncs with my Bluetooth to my phone. Um, it syncs, it tells you your profile. It might give you the course map. It might let you... You can train against yourself when you go back out for a run a couple of days later by saying, you know, there's loads of these amazing functions. But they're, yeah, they're amazing functions. But no, they're not a necessity to get started. Definitely not. And they can be expensive. Which one do you go for? There are loads and loads and loads to choose from. Don't do what I do. I buy the flashy one, which I use about a fifth of the functions. Uh, and much I tell myself that I really need it because that new function is so amazing, I never actually use it. Um... If you do want to get one, get a basic one. Uh, get something like, I don't know, Garmin 220, something like that. All the functions you're ever going to need, unless you're like a pro athlete. So, you know, they're about 150, 160 euros, something like that, but they're expensive. So, no, put it further in the line. Christmas. Could be a Christmas present. Santa might just bring it down the chimney as a Christmas present. Use it as a reward. Use it as a goal and a target. And also you know that you're going to use it because you've continuously run don't just go out and buy it for the crack because your friends have it. You think you need it. You absolutely don't. In terms of tips for starting it running, again, gait analysis. I talked about it earlier on. Get your gait analysis done. Um, a really good rain jacket because in this country, as we know, no matter what time of the year it is, apart from <laughs> this summer maybe, it's going to rain. Um, and for the winter, you know, make it, get an luminous one. Get a pink one. Get a, a luminous yellow one. Um, because you need to be seen. That's really, really important. So you spend a lot of time on the roads getting the luminous one. That's important. Um, really good pair of shorts and a base layer. Uh, you know, non-cotton-based fabrics are the way to go when it comes to running gear. So nothing cotton whatsoever. Kind of sports socks, light shorts, and then a base layer. So a dry fit or, or, or a quick dry or one of those kind of dry, you know, quick dry tops. Um, perfect. You can spend anything. Uh, you can get those in Dunn stores, Marks and Sparks. Uh, or right up then you can go to you know 53 degrees north Elvery's great outdoors you can spend anything from 10 euro to probably 70 euro on one of those kind of tops which is better it depends on the volume of running that you're going to do if you run a lot when they get one of the um, slightly more expensive ones it will generally last that bit better and apart from that 
just run. Enjoy it. Like running is it's one of my favorite things to do. Now that I've my cycle race out of the way, I'm going to go back running and do a marathon before the year is out because it's so simple and it's so free and it's so good for your body. Um, but no, you definitely don't need a Garmin or a GPS watch to begin. Okay, folks, you are listening to the Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare with me, Carl Henry. This has been the most popular fitness questions episode, volume three. There will certainly be more of these episodes because people absolutely love them and the questions just keep coming in. Thank you so much for listening in. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you next week. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry.